So when we talk about the ripple effect, I know some of us made a decision long ago that, that we're reaping the consequences, and it can be good or bad, right? Some, maybe some negative things we did in the past, we're reaping the consequences, but there are some positive things that we did, and we're reaping the consequences. And again, you know, Chaplain uh, Kononui is one of them. She has made some decisions that has caused a great ripple effect uh, with her life and where she is today. And it doesn't stop because every time we make a decision, it causes a ripple effect. Again, it can be on the negative, it can be on the positive. Last week, your children, you know, being on the other side, uh, they were writing some post-its on what Easter means to them or the good news or what is good news. And I wanted to share some of them with you because these are, these are your children uh, writing these things. So this is last week, Easter. And one of them said, I came to church to learn about Jesus. Yeah, that's many of us come for that. Uh, the good news of Easter means means to me that something amazing has happened. So that, that, that child is on to something. Uh, this one says, the good news of Easter means that Jesus came alive again. So if you didn't know, that's what Easter is all about. It's amazing that, you know, they know these things. This one, I got new converse. So, I, and you know whose child is that. I mean, if, if you bought your child converse. This one just wrote, he dead for me, which... I know what they're saying. He died for me, but he dead for me. This one said, I dyed my hair, D-I-E-D. So that died should have been in the dead, and the dead should be here because when you dye your hair, you, you kill your hair. So anyway, so that's that one. Uh, I don't have to go to summer school. Actually, I'm going summer fun. How's that exchange? That's good. Good news is that you don't need to wear a mask. <laughs> good news is my baby brother has three teeth. That's cool, unless he's 40. Anyway, uh, so this one is a list, right? God is coming back. We won soccer. God is with me. I have a family. I have a good life. I love how they threw in soccer with the holiness of God because to them, that matters. I think that's the last one. It's interesting that even as children, when we make decisions as children, that can cause a ripple effect for the future. Again, good or not so good. As parents, the way we treat our children can cause a ripple effect for the future. It can be good and bad. And I'm wondering if we were to think back on all the times we have made a decision that is causing a ripple effect today, like what would that look like? What, what, what are those things, good and bad? What are, what are some things that may, I may have done a long time ago that I'm still dealing with today? Now, there was a situation that I was dealing with because decisions that are made that can cause this ripple effect can be made in a microsecond in the way God created us, right? In our, in our brain, in, in how, how, how many thoughts we can have in a microsecond and then make a decision. So I want to rewind to last week's Saturday. So last week's Saturday evening, planning my evening and then going to bed early because Easter Sunday is the next Sunday, getting ready for a service. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to uh, do some things at this time. Wanted to make sure the, the um, grass was taken care of, the, you know, mow the lawn because, you know, we're going to have Easter dinner there. We want the house to look nice. So make sure I took care of that. And then I want to I exercise a little bit before I go to bed. So I have my, I have my time, you know, scheduled for the night. And so I put on my exercise clothes and I'm going to, 
go outside to exercise. And then Heidi is making a ham, this wonderful ham, so that we can prepare it for the next day. And so I'm coming out of the room uh, to head outside and exercise. And she says, oh, the ham is done. I said, the ham, okay. And I'm, I keep walking because I'm going to exercise. Then I stop and I'm like, wait, do you need me to do something? She, she says, yeah, can you cut the ham? Pause. So the pause was, and the husbands, are, they, the husbands know right now what was happening in my brain. So the, the pause was, I got to think this through. So in the microsecond, this is what happened. In the pause, it was, okay. I can say, sure, but then I won't have time to exercise. I can say, but I was going to exercise first. Can I come after? No, because the ham is going to be cold. She's going to do it herself. That might not go well. I could say, I guess I'm not going to exercise, but we know where that's going to go. So there's no way I was going to say that. So my response was, oh, absolutely, can do. Cut the ham, got it good. And it was one of those hams. It wasn't like I grew up with the, the can ham, right? Which is still good. I love that. This is a spiral ham with the bone on it. You know how hard it is to cut that thing? It's not like you can just like carve the thing. It is very difficult and it's already cut. Like they, they put like pre-made cuts for husbands like me. And it was still difficult. It took me about 40 minutes to cut the thing. Now here's why. It needs to be done well. I can't just rip the thing apart because it needs to be presentable when you present it to the family. But then when they come over and eat, they're just grabbing it. They're not saying, oh, this is cut so great. There's no appreciation there, so all for nothing. So then sometime after, I'm cooking the ham. This thing has the fat on it. And some of you like that part. You want it burnt. You want it crisp. And you're like, yeah, that's the best part. The only problem with it is it explodes. It explodes when you're cooking this ham the fat blows up. And I didn't have that, that protective thing on it. Ham, like ham fat was blowing up on my face, the oil on my neck. I'm like, ah, ah, it's on me. But Heidi was happy. She was happy that we got that ham. Things were smooth. That was our Easter. Sometime after that, I asked Heidi, I said, what, what do you want for breakfast? And she gives me the smile. I'm like, oh, I know what that means. That's banana pancakes. Banana pancakes with side Vienna sausage. Not ham. Ham was gone. <laughs> Vienna sausage. So this is what Vienna sausage should look like, right? This is, so count with me. Ready? Go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven. I open the can. This is what I see. Six Vienna sausage. Jay, you're shaking your head. That's, see, I know what you mean. It's like, that's so disappointing, like emotional damage. I'm like, this is not good. So I'm telling Heidi, you know, I'm going to write to the company. I'm going to let them know that this is, this is not right. Like, you can take my freedom. You can take my land, but do not take my Vienna. This, this, this is like, I draw the line. This is not good. So... These, these little things 
can cause a ripple effect in our relationships. <laughs> and here's why. Because we can have disagreements. Heidi would be like, why are you going to write to the company? I'm like, they took a Vienna. Imagine the millions of people around the world opening cans of Vienna right now, discouraged, lost, without hope. <laughs> Normally, and she's like, well, that's your can. <laughs> I'm like, what? So, and, and it is, it, it is those, those small things that cause the arguments that ripple into our relationships, our marriage, our family. It is small, it's small things. It's not the big things in life that tear us apart. It is the small things that cause a ripple effect into our future. It's the law of cause and effect. The Bible gives a principle, you reap what you sow. And that's in good and not so good ways. We reap what we sow. There's a book that uh, Dr. Gary Chapman uh, wrote, and it's called The Five, is it Chapman? Chapman, yeah. Uh, The Five Love Languages. And if you have never uh, got the book, I would, I would say you should uh, because it is a game changer in relationships. It's not just for marriage. It's also for families, for you know, parents to children because when you know someone's love language, then you can communicate in a way that they can receive. And I'll go through five of them just, just so that you can get it. Five love languages. The first one is words of affirmation. It means you encourage someone. You say something supportive to someone. Like, like the clothes that we wear and they're neatly folded it doesn't just show up that way someone did that and so like when Heidi when Heidi folds clothes I'm like thank you for doing that because I try I try to fold clothes she can fold like 30 pieces of clothing I'm like I'm like on two I'm like how do you fold so fast she goes because you're trying to make it perfect like it's a t-shirt just fold it and I'm like like it's uneven look at the collar it's uneven so I'm thankful words of affirmation it's you saying encouraging things to other people acts of service that's the second one acts of service means that you, you do helpful things for others acts of service you're, you're doing things around the house or, or wherever it is and that might be your love language like when somebody does something around the house or like a house project or something or cleans up that says something to you and like when, when, you're, when you're dating, when you're dating and you're young and you're dating and it's all the puppy love and it's the holding hands and all the butterflies and it's like, oh, and, and, and you know, it's about the looks. It's, you know, working out and making sure your body looks good, making sure your figure looks good, the clothing you wear, and then you get married. 30 years later, it's different. It begins with, oh, look at that guy. Yeah, look at how he looks. And 30 years later, it's like, look at him mowing the lawn. Look at that, vacuuming the house. It's doing the dishes. It's, it, it changes. Why? Because the love language, it's totally different. So acts of service is, is one of them. Uh, receiving gifts is the third one. Now, it doesn't have to be something expensive. It's just when you are giving someone something that you're telling them you, you're thinking about them. That's, that's their love language. And so when you find out what each other's love language is, then you know how to act out love. Love is not the issue. It's how we show love. I think we all have love. It's just how we show it. The fourth one is quality time. Quality time is, for some people, that's all they want. Sometimes, if we don't understand this, we're saying, honey, where do you want to go? Oh, wherever. 
so long as I'm with you. You're like, but I like eat. Well, so long as I'm with you. And we don't, we don't understand that because we don't know that that's their love language. It's quality time. They just want to be with you. And that's for parents to children. Sometimes our children, they, don't, they just want to be with us. You can go outside and throw rocks at a target and they're like, ah, oh, that's the best. Why? Because they're with you. You don't have to do anything special. It's just the quality time that you spend together. And then the last one is physical touch. Being close to someone and caressed by someone that you care about. That's why it's important for us as parents to hug our children. That's what they need. We may not have gotten that while we were growing up, but that doesn't mean we, we can't pass that on to our children. Sometimes they just want to cuddle. You're like, okay, power already. I hot, hot already. But that's their love language. And so maybe take an extra couple of seconds to do that. That's the ripple effect. All of these small things that we do, words of affirmation and acts of service, the, the things that we do to show someone love, that's a small little ripple effect that takes place. We, we are a denomination called Foursquare as a church. We belong to a Foursquare. And there are some things that we're doing right now that you're a part of that you may not know that I want to let you know because this is the ripple effect. When we pray over our tithes and offerings, a portion goes to missions and works around the world. We have Foursquare Disaster Relief, which means when there's a disaster that takes place around the world, or even here when we had uh, the volcano erupt here, or the, um, the fissure, that part of our finances will go towards relief. We also have Foursquare Missions International, where we have missionaries around the world. Many of us know right now in Russia and Ukraine what is happening and we see the bad that is happening. But there's also a lot of good that is taking place. We have churches in Russia and Ukraine, uh, four square churches. And although they're, I mean, it, it, is a, it is a whole new world for them now because everything have, has changed. And although there is a lot of bad, there are some good that will never make the news. And I want to let you know what you're a part of and what part of your giving goes towards. There is a, a place in Kiev that we just recently, in Foursquare, as a denomination, built and is reconstructing for the families there and believers who are finding creative ways to reach people in the community. One of the ways is building a bakery. It gives employment for people and finances, but it also serves the community. And this is what it looks like. This is the inside. So it's, I, I think it's up and running already. But this is what has been built. This is the outside. And so the outside wasn't finished yet when we took this picture, uh, took these pictures. It was probably about two weeks ago, three weeks when we took those pictures. This is what is on the inside. And so when people come in for food, because they're, 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 many of them are just, I mean, there's a heaviness. We, we, we won't understand unless we're in that situation. There's just a heaviness of not knowing what each moment will bring. But them being there, our, our believers and the Christians who work there are mindful of what these people are going through. And so if they're struggling with something, they can even pray for them. And they'll pray for them. And many hearts are being touched because people like you give. And it goes to things like this. I need you to know that because that's the ripple effect. You may have been thinking, well, I only give this. In God's hands, it's much greater than in our own hands. So when we give him our finances, 
he does things like this. That ripple effect is a biblical principle. And it's found in Galatians 6, verse 7. And it tells us, do not be deceived. God will not be made a fool, for a person will reap what he sows. If we don't sow anything, there's nothing to reap. And that's a, that's a farmer's term. You plant the seed, and then you're going to have uh, fruit in the future, or vegetable, whatever it is you're planting. But if you don't sow anything, then you're not going to reap anything. So I look at it this way, the ripple effect. I need to learn how to draw Mauna Kea. I'll put snow, then it'll look like it. And so this is just Mauna Kea. Imagine a lake right here, right? You have a lake right here, and you're, you're standing. I make a tree. This is um, Ohia. Lehua. They're blossoming. Okay. That's Mary Monarch Week, I figured. Through. Okay. So if you're here on the shore, right, you throw a rock here, what happens? Yeah, there's a tiny little splash, but then you have a ripple effect that just, it, it, it continues to ripple. If you throw a small, tiny rock like this, right, you get a tiny little splash, but you have some ripples take place. But you grab on pohakularis. Check this one out. You throw this in that lake, what happens? Yeah, huge splash. The splashes make ripples. There's a much bigger effect. But the principle is still the same. It still causes the ripple. And many of us forget that the decisions we make today will cause a ripple effect into the future. Every decision we make. That's why when you, when you <laughs> scroll through social media and you see these guys saying, yeah, I, I, uh, I've been working out, and so if you jump on my plan, 30 days you'll look like me. 30 days. 30 days. Now, some people can if you're already in shape. However, sometimes that don't work. So we'll work out. We'll do all the, 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 the things that they're asking of us. We'll buy the shakes. We'll get everything. We'll work out for one day, four hours straight. Next day, cannot move. Look in the mirror. It's like, I don't see nothing. Sometimes you work out. Right after that, you're like, I don't see nothing. But we know that it takes small, incremental decisions to get to the place you want to be. It's not going to happen overnight because we never, we never got out of shape overnight. It took some time. And same thing with sports. You, you want to be better at sports? It's the ripple effect. You take one small thing. If, if you're a basketball player, you work on whatever it is. It could be shooting. It could be your free throws. But you work on it every single day in small ways. You're not, you don't just go for a high percentage right in the beginning. You're saying, no, I'm going to work on my fundamentals. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think about this. I'm going to do this today. And then tomorrow this and then this. It's just like reading our Bible, our devotions. I'm going to read the word today, and it's going to do something in my heart. Some of us, we're saying, well, how come she's not changing? How come he's not changing? We went church yesterday. One day, it's a ripple effect, but it doesn't happen overnight. It takes time for that ripple to take place and then to make those changes into the future. We, we don't have a successful future unless we drop something into the water of what you want success in. It's, it's, it, something needs to cause the ripple. And many of us are making critical decisions today. 
because you can see where you're heading. It's like, and I know where I'm going. So you're going to make some decisions today for that ripple to take place in the future. In the book of Galatians, in the Bible, it gives us like the negative of this ripple effect. And it's in Galatians 5, 19 through 26. And on the second half, it gives us, okay, these are some things we should be doing. But it starts off with now the deeds of the flesh, which is our humanity, are evident, which are sexual immorality, impurity, indecent behavior, idolatry, witchcraft, hostilities, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these, of which I forewarn you, just as I have forewarned you, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So God is saying there's my kingdom, which is where all the blessings are, and then there's another kingdom where there's not my blessings. So we want to cause a ripple effect in this side so that the blessings of God come, not as a result of I want something from God, but as a result of my relationship with God, that I want this relationship. And so it continues. After all that, the negative things on the flesh, it says, but the fruit of the Spirit which is very critical for us to understand. It's the fruit of the Spirit. It's not, a, not the fruit of your life. It's not the fruit of the way you're going to make things happen. It's not the fruit of, if I do this, then this must be the result. It's saying it's the fruit of the Spirit, which means we need His Spirit in order to bear this fruit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Then it says, against such things there is no law. So when the Ten Commandments came out, right, Ten Commandments, trying to follow that law was difficult. They could not keep up with the law. You and I cannot. We at least broke one of the, one of the Ten Commandments. You break one, you break them all, pretty much. And so that's why Jesus came. He came because we could not follow the Ten Commandments, but he fulfilled it. He didn't abolish it. He didn't say get rid of it. He said, I'm going to fulfill that because you can't. So when I die on the cross, I'm taking all the sins of the world upon my life and I'm taking sin to the grave and I will resurrect into a new life and those who believe in me will have this new life. And against such things, there is no law. Now those who belong to Christ Jesus crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And if we live by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit as well. So it's saying, well, I, yeah, I... I believe in God. I, I, that's, he gave me this spirit. Okay, now I'm going to follow the spirit as well. Let's not become boastful, challenging one another, or envying one another. So the question that we want to ask ourselves today is, what can I sow today? What seed can I plant of the spirit that will cause a ripple effect into the future? What will that look like? What decision can I make today with his spirit so that it causes that ripple effect? And sometimes we want things to work out in our lives, but we don't, we don't sow anything into it. We don't invest in anything. And we just expect God to make things work out, but he's saying, you gotta sow something to cause that ripple effect. You gotta, you're a part of it. That's what this relationship is all about. It's not just so we get stuff from God. It's he just wants us to be with him and that we become more the person he made us to be. But we need his spirit for that to happen. See, the world is where it's at because of a person's decision to disobey God 
and that one sinful act rippled into the future. And at the same time, another man's obedience to God rippled into the future too. And it's found in the book of Romans, chapter 5, verses 18 and 19. And it says, yes, Adam's one sin. Remember in the beginning, in the Garden of Eden, Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone. But Christ's one act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God and new life for everyone. Everyone. We're all included in this. For everyone. Because one person disobeyed God, many became sinners. Sinners, that's all of us. We became sinners. Why? Because of one man's disobedience. But because one other person obeyed God, many will be made righteous. What Jesus did affects us today. That's the ripple effect. Our, our sins, right, that we have committed has been dropped into our life, into this world, and it caused a ripple effect. That's us. This is, this is us dropping whatever it is that caused maybe some consequences that we're, we're dealing with. But Jesus, <laughs> this is what he did on the cross. His dying on the cross and his one decision into humanity far outweighs any ripple effect that you and I have done in the lake of life. So we may look at our ripple effect and, and, and are reaping some consequences and are saying, shucks, I made this decision and this is what's happening. This is, this is what I'm dealing with today. And Jesus says, well, give me your life because then I'll, I'll, I'll cover all of that. I'll drop my life into yours and I'll, I'll take care of all your other negative ripples. And all you'll see is mine. You'll see love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That's my spirit. So our hope today is follow his spirit. Let that ripple effect take place. Adam made one decision, and it rippled into the future, which is what we're dealing with today. Jesus made one decision, and it echoes into and ripples into eternity. It's not just in this life. It is for all of eternity. That's how incredible the ripple effect is when Jesus is involved. Let's pray together. Would you bow your heads with me? Lord God, you, you knew it all. You, you knew from, be, from the beginning what was going to take place. And, and yeah, we can, we can ask all the questions we can say, but if you did love us, then this wouldn't have happened. If you did love us, why didn't you do this? But you know so much more than us. And so this is where we're at. What can we sow today, Lord, of the Spirit that will cause a ripple effect into our future? What does that look like, Lord? Speak to us. Many of us have already gotten that. We know what we can sow. We know how we can be different. But it, it is only by your Spirit we can't manufacture it. We can't just conjure it up. We can't just make decisions based upon what sounds good or what looks good. It has to be your spirit. And so we ask for you to fill us afresh with your spirit that you would guide us 
disciple us, mentor us, mold us and shape us into the person you see us to be. We trust in you, knowing that all that you're gonna do in our lives will ripple into eternity. And I pray that for all of us, Lord, may we help each other as we cause ripple effects into the future. We pray this in Jesus' name, and we all said together, amen, amen. God bless you guys. Have a beautiful day. We'll see you next week, Wednesday or Sunday. Enjoy the rest of your week. And we welcome all of you who are visiting also because of the Merry Monarch. And we, we pray that your time here was a refreshing one and that you go back home safely and that you'll be with your family soon. God bless you guys. Have a beautiful day.